We got new boots and I'm so thrilled. They're Tacova's boots. And you know why I'm so excited about getting Tacova's boots and why I was so happy to get mine why? in the mail? Because why? the girlies from Potomac went to the Tacova store in the most recent season of Real Houses of Potomac. And I was like, if Robin and Karen have Tacovas, I want Tacovas. Well, I have a good reason too, because I've been doing a bunch of line dancing and I didn't have any cowboy boots. And so I got my Tacovas. Oh. And let me tell you, the difference it makes to be dancing in cowboy boots. Huge. On the line dancing floor. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. So you can really smack the floor and swing around. You need cowboy boots. Yeah, I didn't get cowboy boots. I got Chelsea boots, but they're great. They're brown. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see them. They're just, I like taking them on and off. They're so lovely. They're kind of a beautiful leather. They're beautiful leather. Well, they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. They've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. It's true because cowboy boots can be a little bit hard to mm -hmm. break in. Yep. You know? Yep. Mine, I was swinging around, no pain. <laughs> no pain. And Tacova's is Western to their core. They offer a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples like trucker jackets, the perfect jeans, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. They believe in Western for all. And you can feel that when you go into their stores. When you walk in, you'll be greeted like family. I saw them do it to the girlies from the Real House of Potomac. It seemed like they were being greeted like family. You'll be offered a boot shine and a drink. Yes, even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. But if you can't make it into a store, Tacova's delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. You will drive yeah. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And I just clicked a link that Lindsay sent me a few minutes ago from Instagram. Duchess Fergie claps back because she's on the cover <laughs> of Town and Country. And I was like, oh, I'll read this really quickly. It's very long. I did not read it. But the headline is Inside the Reinvention of Sarah Ferguson, the Ultimate Royal Rebel. Is Fergie a who? Kind of. She's like who we, if anything. Yes. There's already another one. There's another famous Fergie. People never know which one you're talking about. For a while, like the only royals I'd ever heard of, which maybe makes her a them, were like Fergie and like Princess Diana, you know? But I've never fully understood what her position is. And maybe I still don't. No. Well, she's I a duchess, she's... but like it. <laughs> I feel like I keep thinking me. about talking about Fergie, the other Fergie. I'm like, she's a duchess. <laughs> <laughs> she is the duchess. Because isn't that what also she Fergie loves calls herself? Cipriani so Wall rude. Street. Yeah, right. She's got an alto voice. She maybe had a meth addiction <laughs> problem back in the day. And Sarah Ferguson, that's who she is. No, Fergie, the real duchess. I don't even think that she was that kind of like high up in the line or whatever. She just like was a hooey royal and and she got a lot of tabloid fodder for it. She was married to Prince Andrew. I guess that's the main thing. Oh, he's a prince I've heard of, maybe. And that, yeah, well, for I think terrible reasons. So her children are Eugenie and Beatrice, both oh, princesses. Of course. And they're notable. Anyways, We've heard of them. They are. They're who's. Can't yeah. tell them apart. They look the same. Don't really know what their deal is. But I know they they're both married. They always try to get press for their marriage. Yeah, right, they, get, like... <laughs> they try to get press for their marriages and no one cares. Right. Except Fergie, but only the royal Fergie, not the other Fergie. You know, not the former Black Eyed Peas Fergie. Maybe she does care. So I scroll down and I'm like, I got to give me something. I'm just going to read the end. 
So I get to the final two paragraphs and there's this one. There is no better image rehabilitation engine than time. And recently, changing cultural attitudes have afforded some former tabloid punching bag sympathetic reassessments. Okay. Is yeah. it high time for Fergie to get one too? From the bedroom in the Royal Lodge, she ponders the question a moment. Quote, I don't want to say it's going to be a reassessment of Fergie or a reinvention. She says, Fergie is so steadfast that she will always be here. Fergie's talking about herself in the third person. And I'm like, is she talking about Fergie? Is she talking about the other Right. Is she talking about MILF money Fergie or is she talking about herself (laughs) here? Because they both honestly could could use a cultural reassessment. Does Fergie... Fergie, Duchess Royal Fergie, mother of Princess Eugenie and Princess Beatrice, prefer the radio edit or the album version of London Bridge? Does she prefer Oh Shit or Oh Snap? Because there's a good argument in both sides. Has she seen the video of Fergie doing the cartwheel on the Today Show? Anyway, maybe I'll finish this full profile later, but maybe I won't because who cares? It's just like, who, why do we need the reinvention of Fergie? And this is like, when we're talking about like people who got a bad rap, I feel like Fergie's like low on the list. Well, you'd have to like, honestly, you'd have to ask a British person. But yeah, but I I think in America, I'm not sure. And also a lot of her scandal is like her selling, like her making money off being a royal in a way that felt quote unquote unsavory but like mm-hmm. she made you know she did what she wanted she did what she had to do you know I have um, I've really become Sarah I I know that's so weird I can the Duchess is there and good old Fergie's there too and it's all it, it can be it can be pulled out of the wardrobe and put on and and I can be that person but you are talking today to Sarah. So moving on from breaking news, we have this wonderful, wonderful bit of, I don't know, shade, non-shade, like a multi-day tabloid story that it's began on an Instagram story. shade that it keeps on. It It's literally an old story, quote unquote old. It's like now a few days, a week old, maybe a few days old. Yeah. Feels old Five to days, me. Four days. Yeah. And it's still providing headlines that are like, Lala Kent didn't intend any shade. And it's like, what? <laughs> so clearly it's a story and she, she did intend to shade. shade because mm-hmm. I wouldn't still be reading about it if that wasn't the case. I'm not sure Lala Kent has ever not intended shade. <laughs> I just feel it's like always intended. if you feel there's intention, there's probably a little intention. Mm-hmm. So what happened? Okay, so... The premiere of Switchgrass at Midnight. Is that what it's called? Midnight in the sh- Midnight in the Switchgrass. God, got it. This is the directorial debut of Uber producer Randall Emmett, who I actually read the profile about him in Vulture all about like how he has become what he is. And it is fascinating. Mm. Highly recommend it. It really is fascinating. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of all about how someone like him made his way through Hollywood by making shitty movies and how you make shitty movies starring Bruce Willis prolifically 
enough to become very wealthy yourself yeah. and kind of the right. how the the business model of they oh, they use Sylvester Stallone as an example the Sylvester Stallone mm-hmm. model where there's all these like shitty B movies starring Sylvester Stallone has now basically it's a tale as old as time and now it applies to all these new action stars including Bruce Willis who are willing to slap their name on any movie for either a 10 minute cameo or just like a really shitty low budget VOD action film and how that kind of that works. That shoots in two days. Exactly. Right. Fascinating. Highly recommend. Anyways, he is notable himself because he is on Vanderpump Rules or was on Vanderpump Rules with his now wife, Lala Kent. Lala mm-hmm. from Vanderpump. And Midnight in the Switchgrass. Is that it? Midnight in Switchgrass Midnight was in Switchgrass. the movie on which... Megan Fox met Machine Gun Kelly. So mm-hmm. earlier this year, we were hearing all about this movie in the head of this movie where these two met. It makes sense for these two to meet on this shitty Last movie year, set. 2020, it started shooting like the week before COVID became a huge thing worldwide, like the first week of March like or something, and then they shut it down. came out as a couple earlier this year, maybe. And they had met on that set. Who's in charge here? What the hell do you want at my crime scene? We're the FBI. I'm with the state police. Give me a shout. I'm supposed to be protecting these girls. It's not your operation. You belong to me. You understand what I'm saying? Now lift up that skirt. No. Anyways, this movie finally had a premiere. Of course, the entire cast of remaining cast of Vanderpump Rules is there. But you know who's mm-hmm. not there? Megan Fox. Megan Fox. One of the stars of the movie. Bruce Willis isn't there either, but that's not important. <laughs> Which of is actually kind there. of crazy that he's not there, that they're both not there. They are the two stars mm-hmm. of the movie. I think they're the two names on the poster. There's one more name on the poster, but Emil that's Hirsch it. is on the poster and he, and was, he there. was there, but we don't care about him. <laughs> Literally don't care about him. Anyways, so the shade that I'm that we're talking about, the shade that we mentioned, is that Lala started it all. took a photo in front of the poster of the movie, and she wrote, "So excited to be here." Can't tell in her face, but that's okay. She puts the text in a very conveniently shaped box because when you type mm-hmm. text out on Instagram, it doesn't like go into that box. You have to like create you have to create a space once again it requires intention right you have like normally if you type on instagram everyone here knows this i'm explaining it it just like writes out into one line and if you go over that line it creates almost a rectangle not a square Mm -hmm. okay if you want to create a square you got to go into the text and take us do a manual space to create a square anyways return return so excited for this. <laughs> no, but even fewer words than what you're saying. This should have been this. one line. This would have been one line if you typed it out on Instagram. It ends. She con- went in. She dragged her little cursor over to after the D. And that's tough. That takes a lot of precision to drag your little cursor over. It's annoying because your fingers are big. And you drag it over and you click return. And where did this square end up? That's right. Right over Megan Fox's name on the poster. <laughs> It's There's so much space in this poster. Extremely intentional. I'm sorry. It is the most intentional, funny, and actually, like, that's the real thing. It's funny. It's funny. Mm-hmm. It's and funny. And she posed in front of Megan Fox's right. face. She's so covering like Megan Fox with her body. Because the headlines, I mean, the names on the top of this poster are Megan Fox, Bruce Willis, Emil Hirsch. The two bodies on the poster are Bruce Willis and Megan Fox. Emil isn't there. It's just, you know, it looks like it's uh, a 50-50 
co-lead movie, buddy cop, whatever it is. It's actually based on like a serial killer true story. She poses in front of Megan Fox. So it looks like the poster is of Bruce Willis and Lala Kent. She is like perfectly posed here to cover up Megan Fox's she face and body. She is. You can see Megan's hair peeking over the top of oh, her head. Yeah. But she is very much in front of Megan Fox. And she is. And Megan Fox's name is no longer on this poster. Mm-hmm. So everyone starts writing about how Lala Kent shades or, as the Daily Mail put it, appears to shade Megan Fox in now-deleted Instagram post. Also, when you delete the Instagram post, it's easy for people to say that that is a, an admission of guilt. Like, oh, you deleted it because your shady intentions well, were real. here's my question, though. It's a story. Maybe it just deleted itself. Like, they said now deleted. That implies, like, she deleted it. But actually, it also could mean that it just got deleted. It's now deleted because it's a story. After 24 hours. Yeah. Well, when people asked her about it, she said, it's not shade. She actually said, quote, I am not very subtle when I shade people. If I was upset, I would have straight up said it. To me, this is saying. Babe, this like, isn't subtle. Like, what are you talking about? This isn't subtle at all. If it was subtle, every outlet wouldn't have picked it up. She goes, my mom quickly took a picture of me. I was just standing there next to the poster. She said, pose. I want to get a picture. I quickly said, I am excited for the movie and posted it and then went in to watch the film. Wow, she goes to movie premieres Such and actually watches the film. I told you that I ate Raquel's pasta, and that's how you come for me? What the f*** wrong with you? What the f*** is wrong with you? It was a joke. Stop coming for people who have your f***ing back. I told you I had a bite of her pasta, and then the whole thing was devoured, oh and that's God, what you why go Why is it about on. the damn pasta? Get over the damn pasta. Read between the f***ing lines. It ain't about the pasta. It's not about the pasta. So USA Today somehow is talking to Megan Fox because she's home, not going to premiere. She's just like on Zooms with the press. And she says, and they tell like, okay, Megan Fox. And she's doing press for this movie. She's doing press. Yeah. She's just not there. And so they bring up this whole incident with Megan Fox. And Megan Fox says, I really like Lala. So I can't imagine she would be trying to do anything negative like that. She's a lovely person. Now this, there's two options here. One of them is, Okay, there really is no shade here. Megan Fox doesn't care. She's like, I don't see anything wrong with this. Or she's killing him with kindness. And Megan Fox is doing like the ultimate high road thing where she's like, I know Lala's being mean. I'm going to play along. Right. I'm going to make her feel guilty. Right. Like, I feel like Megan Fox is sort of. She doesn't care. Has that vibe. Well, also the thing is, is like at one point these four were friends because if you recall the, 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 uh, Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly went on Randall's like podcast. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. And like that was the first like because we used a clip from it. That was the first like kind yeah. of one of the early things about them being together was they went on this podcast to talk about like relationships or whatever. So it was kind of like implying that they were in one and they were. And so like mm-hmm. it is at one point I think they were friends. I am just like the, to me this <sighs> is a hundred percent intended shade. And of course Megan is smart because she's got media training so she's not even gonna like dig into she's gonna say like oh she's a nice girl she, i can't imagine i get along with my i get along with my cast and crew and if she denied it others. i'm denying it meanwhile mm-hmm. megan fox's boyfriend who has like a brief cameo in the movie tweets if i don't talk or tweet about a movie i'm barely in it's because it's trash <laughs> this is who you should be coming after lala kent right also megan fox should say don't do that this is my business well, I mean, right. And he's in it. Shut, like, what oppor- What other acting opportunities are you receiving, you know? like. But then we also have this 
Us Weekly headline, trash, exclamation mark. Machine Gun Kelly seemingly shades his and Megan Fox's new movie, Midnight in the Switchgrass. We have two instances of headlines like really getting nervous, like walking on eggshells around like calling a spade a spade, essentially. Seemingly shades, appears to shade about the La La Kent thing. It's like, no, do you, you don't need to tattoo... I don't like Megan Fox or I hate Midnight in the Switchgrass on your forehead for it to be like the text of what you're saying. Like, like what kind of like lawsuit are these people afraid of by saying see, like it's just save your seemingly's and your allegedly's for the more important shit. Mm-hmm. Like Machine Gun Kelly is not going to come after Us Weekly for saying Machine Gun Kelly shades his m- movie because he did. Yeah. Also, Megan Fox, we didn't actually clarify this. Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly were not at the the premiere party because they said they were afraid about the Delta variant cases right. spiking, which is totally fair and makes right. sense. Bruce Willis, I don't think explained why he wasn't there. He just I think wasn't he's like, able you to know, make I'm it. not. Like, yeah. I have other things to do. Like, he's like, I'm in like this movie, but only babies. in body, not in soul. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, one of my favorite lines from the profile, the Vulture profile, is this one. Um, they're talking to someone like an expert on these movies, and he says, "With Bruce Willis, there's almost a model for how he features in this on the in these movies." One of my clients calls it a quote geezer teaser. You have Bruce Willis at the intro of the movie, so people are like, "Great, this is a Bruce Willis movie," but he's actually a secondary character who shows up sporadically. Right? No, it's geezer it's genius. Um, let me oh. read you another paragraph. I just like love this profile so much. There's a crude, blunt brilliance to Emmett's filmmaking formula. Accept money from just about anyone willing to hand it over, offer vast sums of it to an aging star for a day or two of work, then leverage that actor's name to pre-sell the movie in foreign markets. Along the way, forego union writers and directors wherever possible, keep shooting days to a minimum, and film on location in places like Puerto Rico, where the local government offers filmmakers tax credits that can be sold on the open market for 90 cents on the dollar. So this guy's like literally cutting every single corner there is in mm-hmm. movie making and it's really funny because they they really they frame him as this like Mark Wahlberg's former assistant he, the guy, turtle in entourage was based after him he's kind of a social climber who's climbed his way to the top he actually became rich and he has all these photos with all these famous filmmakers and actors but he'll never be accepted because he doesn't make he actually doesn't make movies in a like respect quote unquote respectable fashion you know or legitimate way right because yeah. he's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. kind of like cutting every corner including important mm-hmm. corners he's not an actor's friend he's not a friend to actors you know he's not a friend yeah. to writers so it's just it's just fascinating and i think people were like somewhat confused as to like oh why is randall emmett like working on the irishman it's like because he did like a favor for martin scorsese elsewhere i think he got that movie silence made which like no one liked Remember? Yeah, and he got like, and he got some fake credit. So like, he got a credit on the Irishman, but it's not recognized by the PGA or something like that. I think that one of the other most fascinating things about this profile is that over and over and over again, or maybe at least two or three times, it reminds the reader that like he's never been charged with the crime. He's like, the the profile's yeah. like, we're not accusing Rand Lemon of doing anything shady, but. We wonder where he's getting his money and like, look where he is getting his money and look what could be the explanation for this. Sure. He owes half a million dollars to, you know, the Writers Guild of America, right? He does (laughs) owe, he does, he does owe that. He is, he really does, but he's never been charged with a crime. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know who took um, Megan Fox and Bruce Willis's tickets? Who? To the Midnight Switchcats premiere. Sylvester Stallone's daughter. Okay, Sistine and the other two. 
they well, took I the laughed tickets. because the page six headline about this is so funny. What it assumes about its reader is just the funniest thing. Sylvester Stallone's daughter, Sistine, brought two gorgeous dates to the premiere of her new movie, Midnight in Switchgrass, her sisters. And it's like, what? Some space opened up. Sistine, Sophia, and Scarlett got some tickets. Of course, they showed up. Remember them? Yeah, well, I only remember Sistine because Sistine Chapel. The Sistine Chapel. I only remember that one. It's just funny that this... This headline assumes I know the other ones or something. Her sisters, you know? And I didn't even know she was in this. Wow. That's a legacy passing down because, again, Sly Stallone was kind of the OG in this formula, this format, mm-hmm. you know? Hey, do Leon. Leon. You know, one of my men is missing, and I think he's in a black site prison called Hades. Ring a bell anywhere? And there's this company called Rushco. European satellite tech company. They gave you about 10 million bucks. How about that? 10 million dollars. A lot of money. But I think it's all bullshit. Because you don't lobby for satellite tech. Look, Ray. You lobby for black site prison profit. Am I right? Look, Ray. You and I. You're going to tell me what you know. Okay, this story I love. I mean, it's dark ish. It's It's dark ish. Are you kidding? It's It's so dark. We're approaching levels of darkness that would make us say we don't want to talk about it on the podcast. But I do love, like, on-set drama and the fact that Toad Venom is involved. I also feel like we've been giving a lot of flack to Christina on the coast, but I just want to reiterate how bad her ex is. Like, Tarek El Musa is like, <laughs> he fucking sucks, this guy. I watched a few. I was texting Lindsay over the weekend. I was watching some Christina on the coast on Discovery Plus over the weekend because I've never watched that. I watched Flipper Flop a little bit, but Christina on the coast was new to me. So I watched a little bit of that, and it's not good. It, it it really isn't good. I don't love Christina as a HGTV personality. You don't love her and on the coast. More, and even more so than the other HGTV stars, all of her houses look alike, like of the three episodes that I saw. But also in the thumbnails, you can tell that all of her houses look alike. It's like, I get it. Having said that, I'd rather watch her than Tarek. So this is from TMZ. This happened on the set of Flipper Flop. Why are they making Flipper Flop still? Like they're still because making Flipper drama. Flop. It's still a franchise that 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 works for HGTV. I just feel like so, at this point, these two clearly cannot work together. I mean, according well, to this. Well, after this, maybe they won't. Yeah. After, According to our production sources, Tarek's eruption went down on the set of the popular HGTV series last Wednesday after he apparently didn't like the way she signaled to him that she and the crew were ready to begin shooting. We are told Tarek immediately lost his cool and went on a verbal tirade directed towards Christina, which allegedly included him comparing her to his fiance Heather Ray Young of Selling Sunset fame, and saying Heather is hotter and richer than Christina. Bite me. And it turns out he was pissed off about the toad venom. He yelled, quote, look at me, look at me, look at me. It's called winning and capped off his rant by screaming at her. The world knows you're crazy. He called her a, quote, washed up loser. And then apparently the reason why he was mad is because of the toad venom story. He <laughs> said that he was worried about her using toad venom and how that could maybe affect oh, her Oh, shut the, the fuck share. up. She used it on <laughs> vacation without the kids and she met her boyfriend. Shut up. Get a yeah, life. Yeah, the worst. Focus on your young bride. Like, ew, you're gross. This is gross. But I bring up Christina on the coast being a shitty show because this does the sort of like 
this like fucks with my brain in that way where it's like, look, I'm not Team Christina, but after this, I'm so anti Tarek that I'm like, I'm Team Christina by default. You know, I want to support Christina on the coast simply because Tarek. Oh yeah, like I have no interest in her either. I mean, I've never watched her show, don't know anything about it, but I'm like Team her. I'm gonna after give it this the streams. Bullshit. Also, sorry, how is Heather Ray Young richer than Christina? Christina has like 80 shows on she's HGTV. She's flat out not. And, and a yeah. million endorsement deals. Right. She's not. I saw season three, four, two of Ugh. Selling Sunset. Oh, I can't wait. How has that show not come back yet? Uh, it's Baffling. Sh- it's shocking. Where is it? That Where show it? does not even deserve to be popular. And yet we've been waiting so long for it. Like, what's the deal? What? What's, like, what's I have to use my Netflix it? subscription for something. I know. Truly. Truly. It's, it's the like only thing. It's like the Christine Miliana movie isn't out. Falling in love. What else am I supposed love? to watch? It's in outside. No, the other one. Oh, that's the one. Falling the in love. Is that what it's called? No, the new one. You're right. There's a new one that's different, I think. No, that's, yeah, that's the one we've seen. Oh, Resort to Love. There Resort. we go. It takes place oh God, at a resort. Same movie. It's it takes same place at a resort. Movie. Yeah. Okay, we can skip Robbie Williams getting his ear de-waxed. The photos are disgusting. If you want to see them, they're easy enough to find. We have a lot of surprise slash secret marriages that happened over the last week or the last few months. <laughs> the first one is that uh, Anna Ferris confirmed that she is, in fact, married to that guy, Michael Barrett, on Gail Simmons's podcast, as in like Top Chef Judge Gail Simmons's podcast. Insane. That's so weird. Also, I think it's she- Anna Ferris. I always say Anna Ferris. You can say whatever you want, but I'm saying Anna Ferris is just. Well, I want to say what's correct. I want to say it how Anna says it. She. People knew she was dating this guy and no one cared. People only cared to compare her to her ex. And that's what's really a bummer because it's like basically this Anna Ferris's press comes from Chris Pratt's press in at this point mm-hmm. in time and it's like fuck that essentially like seriously fuck that who cares but she gets it in comparison to him so the the newsworthiness of her getting married is only in relation to him but she is married and she secretly met she secretly wed this guy in a courthouse ceremony which is not surprising at all it's her second marriage no. it's low key who even is this guy who cares she met him i guess on the set of overboard the remake she did which the overboard remake was pretty good i think you saw it right i didn't even see it but no, i heard it was I pretty never good saw it. oh someone told I me it was pretty good i never saw it i so, love the original overboard too much i was like i'm not going to do this i'm just like going to ignore and that's it. And she confirmed it on a podcast. Like, that's the that's how low-key the whole thing was, you know? But the real joke is that she confirmed it on someone else's podcast. She has a podcast I that's know. pretty popular. That's like, true. Like, it's so low-key to her that she not only didn't have, like, a blowout wedding the way her ex did, Chris Pratt did, had, like, the whole song and dance with her wedding to Katherine Schwarzenegger. She went low-key, and also, she didn't even reveal it on her own podcast. She revealed it on someone else's podcast. Like, the stakes feel so low here. Like, she's just like, yeah, You don't really hear about news. her podcast as much anymore. Like, does she still do it? She does. Yeah, she still does it. Okay. Because she was one of the first, and I don't mean that, I don't mean that to be shady, because she was one of the first, like, celebrities to even have a successful podcast, or, like, mm-hmm. a podcast good enough to be recognized as a podcast, and, like, you know, celebrated and like interesting or whatever. So th- that's why it is weird that she announced this not on her own podcast. Yeah. Anyways. Well, also, if you notice like the show art for the show, which again is still on, the way the show art changed, it went from like 
Kukiana Ferris, I think she was like in a pool being like, bloop. And it had like kind of curly handwriting font. Like, Anna Ferris is unqualified. Now the show art is fully like, she, it's a black and white photo. It's She's serious. looking very serious. Yeah. She's in front of a podcast mic. She looks like a serious like journalist. And it's uh-huh. like Anna Ferris is unqualified, like bold, kind of uh-huh. intense type. Like this is what her deal is now. Right. And uh, funny, like, of course, that's what her deal is now. I bet she makes a good living off of this. No, I bet she does. Um, Speaking of places to come out as married or like to give your marriage exclusive to sorry come out as married sounds insane i was just like <laughs> to to give your marriage exclusive to uh jenna ushkovitz ushkovitz jenna ushkovitz from glee anyone anyone mm-hmm. anyone mm-hmm. she got married familiar with her and it was an and she got where'd the, she get the exclusive she gave the exclusive to brides.com which i'm like i think i've never seen a brides.com exclusive not in the year not in the year of our lord 2021 you know <laughs> like at least not in the past five years have i seen a brides.com exclusive right it's kind of cool but she also got like the photos are very nice no there it's a nice look. exclusive but like was there no one else to give you a better d- it just seems very unlikely that brides.com won out you know well I'm, i like imagining the publicist the publicist being like we didn't get us we no, we didn't get people. Well, did we get us? No, we didn't get us. Well, who did we get? We got we got brides. But like, com. people doesn't have stand. They'll, pe- I feel like people will slap people exclusive on any photo. I just think maybe brides dot com offered her like a dress, a venue, a flower arrangement. Like they must have, you know. Or like a cover corner because it is in print too. I don't want to act like it's just on no, the website. Yeah, it's magazine. I don't know what was on the cover of this issue, but she's on Bride's magazine. And it's a lot of like placement. So maybe they were the guarantee of like placement prominence on the website. I'm sure brides.com does well in terms of like visits. People are always, people do be getting married all the time these days. So like, people I'm do. sure it's a very much visited website. She's getting a lot of attention. Um, yeah. And also maybe there's just something about like wanting to stay away from the more tabloid angle. Maybe. Uh. She, she is a who. Yeah. Who is this guy? David Stanley. Do He's not care. He's more of a who than she is. Well, because we just don't but know him. But it's like, maybe she wants to stay out of the more, I don't know, gossip heavy side of, maybe. I don't know, celebrity media. I don't know about that. On the Now on the full other side of the spectrum, Issa Rae, them, got married to a who, because I didn't know him. And she did the full opposite of these two women, which was that she just said it on Instagram. And not only did she say it, she wrote a caption that is actually kind of confusing because it's a joke or there are jokes in it. But the jokes kind of like are confusing as to what actually happened if you take it at face value. Right. Right. A, impromptu photo shoot in a custom Vera Wang dress. B, my girls came to help me, but they all coincidentally had on the same dress. They were so embarrassed. See, then I took a few flicks with somebody's husband. None of those are the correct answer. She just got married to this guy and uh, took beautiful wedding photos in the south of France. Right. And didn't mention the guy, doesn't tag him, just tags Dolce and Gabbana. <laughs> <laughs> I saw I saw the tag. I was like, what's this guy's name again? Because they've been dating forever. I knew that was the story where it was like, he's truly normal. He is not in entertainment at all. Um, every story about like, who is this guy? Uh, Louis Diam. We'll just tell you he's a businessman. He's a businessman. That's it. And they've been together for long enough that, like, he appeared in some of her original um, Awkward Black Girl videos. 
Oh, like they've really? been dating for a very, very long time. He's in the background in one of them or something. And Whoa. so it's like they've known each other for a long time. It's very low key. She's low key. She's very like she's a them for sure. But all of the coverage she gets is very much about like her work. Her art, her being well. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's like this is the opposite, where it's like no exclusive, no it d- did not sell pictures, or at least yet. I don't know what's to come, but this announcement is like on her own territory. It's like her own joke. You know, it's it's very much the opposite of the yeah, other it looks two like things. She didn't sell shit. Yeah, she was just like, yeah, I want to make an announcement, and I have these beautiful photos, and I am married, but this is all you're going to get from me. That's yeah. how I read it. It's like, I'm not going to do an interview. We're not going to find out who this guy is. I just want to take some pretty photos and show my friends and like Right, fans. and it seems like it was pretty small because I think somebody asked like a co-star like, what, how did you know? And then she was like, we found out on checks chains or whatever. Well, this was the engagement, which I thought was funny. Oh, like the even the way that she revealed her engagement to her friends, like this was an interview with Yvonne Orji and they were like, when the news came out that Issa Rae was engaged a couple of years ago, they asked Yvonne about like a comment and she just said, we're very excited for her. We all found out in different ways because we're all on different text chains. We talk at different times. So we all found out at different times in different ways, which is almost like, it's such a wordy response that it feels uncomfortable and maybe like suggests to me that like, oh, Issa's very private and like this isn't some to her, this isn't some huge deal where she's telling everyone at once. It just like kind of comes out when it comes out. Right. Right. And so um, oh, so that was the so they might have been at the wedding. It's just like funny. It's like who was at this wedding? Right. No photos yet. Only Issa. There might not be so any maybe photos. Now ever. that Issa has Right. And now that she's opened the floodgates, maybe it's one of those things where it's like all of you just like wait for me to do the main work and if you want to post some photos on social go ahead but like give my announcement some room to breathe perhaps right that's true nothing yeah like no one knew until she posted this so it might have been small enough where that was realistic to have happened post pictures mm-hmm. are so pretty they're really pretty and she just put up there's no people exclusive sticker on there there's no brides.com exclusive there. I thought that was just like one photo. So I was like, oh, she could have like sold the, the more of the other photos. But this is when you scroll through the carousel. Like 10 photos. She's got all the photos here. Like there's no other photos to go anywhere else. There's no other reveal that you would say. We got the dress. We got the friends. We got the husband. We got the setting. Yeah. So she's done. This killed me. So I was reading through the tabloids over the weekend, like the actual print tabloids. And I saw two instances. Well, one of them was a week old. One of them is current of this thing that I hadn't heard about on like the internet. Well, this is here's what the most crazy thing to me about this is that this is a cover story. This is a cover story on Us Weekly, and I haven't mm-hmm. really seen it elsewhere. Meaning it's yeah. so absurd. It's so potentially made up that no one else even wants to touch it or gives a shit. It just shows the the sw- the wide gulf between what sells magazines via like what's on the cover and what actually people click on on the internet do you know what i mean like mm-hmm. there yeah. really is a huge difference at this point because if you're gonna have yeah. this on the cover and it doesn't even really spread anywhere else to be debunked or not it just shows how desperate the magazine <laughs> situation is at this point right yeah well when i opened i was flipping through star first and then halfway through star I didn't notice this on the cover, but I saw Jen's sexy secret romance. And there's Jennifer Aniston with Gabriel Aubrey, the guy Halle Berry was with and has a baby with who was apparently terrible. 
Right, like, wasn't terrible. he awful to her? Yeah, in in many, many ways. So it's sort of like, that was the first thing that popped into my head where I was like, fuck no, she's not with this guy because she's smart and this guy's clearly a piece of shit. Or, I don't know, allegedly a piece of shit. Um, and then when you look at Us Weekly, last week's cover story was Jennifer Aniston and Gabriel Aubrey on the cover, photoshopped to look like they're at a red carpet together, but they're not. And it says, finally, Jen's dating again. Inside her steamy nights with hunky model revealed Jen's surprising love coach. But then if you look, actually read the fine print of the star story, there's this line that killed me. <laughs> Sources tell Star she's getting hot and heavy with none other than Halle Berry's ex, Gabriel Aubrey. Parentheses, Jen's rep denies the two are dating. Jen's rep denies the two are dating. Yeah. If they were dating, Jen's like, Immediately. Jen's rep would just say nothing. Right. You know? Jen's like, this is ridiculous. Jen's rep is like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Yeah, this no, guy sucked. Don't they have a kid together? Wasn't he making Halle Berry's life miserable for a while? Like, There was really, a terrible like, custody a battle. Guy. He apparently said like really yeah. abusive and racist things to her during their fights. And now he's single. He always reminds me of Smith Jared. I can't look at him without thinking of Smith Jared. There's no way Jennifer Aniston is dating this guy. He does. I have to say that the 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 funny thing about Jen Aniston is that when it says three years since her divorce, I'm like to Brad, but it's like no, it's like fucking to Justin. Like I forgot, they I just forgot that they even but were also, married. Yeah. Don't forget, divorce should be in quotes because that was they the very believable married. rumor afterwards that they never actually got married. Yeah, I believe that too. They were just together and lived together, right? You know, which is like they were in a relationship. Fine. Yeah. This um, line, though, from the us story, not the star story, got me, though. As for Aubrey, quote, physically, he's perfect. Eyes are a big thing for Jen. And she, and she's Shut a sucker up. for guys with blonde hair and a deep tan, unquote, Ish. which reminds everyone of Brad Pitt. And Us Weekly has previously reported that Aniston and Pitt have secretly had a friends with benefits situation going on. Quote, Brad won't mind that Jen's having fun and enjoying dates with Gabriel. They don't really talk about other people they hang out with. It would be a little awkward. Brad trusts Jen to make the right choices with this stuff and he and knows she can look after himself, herself, excuse me. But it's just like they can't help themselves. They have to insert Brad Pitt into the narrative, even if it's going to be in the clunkiest way possible. Like she's dating Gabriel, but really she's friends with benefits with Brad well, and um, they have that agreement have that will never say. end. Now that we have like Ben and Jen, and we're not supposed to talk about this too, themy, but now that we have Ben and Jen like hot and heavy, full on, confirmed, whatever, the Brad and Jen narrative is like looking a little bit more realistic. Like it just, it like keeps, it just makes the Brad and Jen thing look a little bit more like could happen. Like, mm. Uh, mm -hmm. maybe uh. mm -hmm. it's like I know in my rational brain that it's not gonna happen but the Ben and Jen thing has really twisted everyone's like expectations of these types of rumors because when the Ben and Jen thing started happening I was like cannot be cannot be they would never but they yep. did they so, did I don't know it's just like it's crazy I love my Helix mattress I love my Helix pillow what else is there to say about Helix? I freaking love it. <laughs> when I sleep on other beds, what is there I else get to mad. say is that I come back to my bed and I'm like, this is the bed. This is the bed. And it's honestly spoiled me for other beds. And I don't like traveling sometimes because I'm like, this is not my bed. Where's my bed? I want I've my bed. It, I've made it. It's, it's my special bed. It's my special mattress because it is a mattress that is made for my body. 
Mm -hmm. I took the Helix quiz. It told me which Helix mattress to get. And that's the one I got. And that's the one that I love. And that's the one that I will not stop Mm -hmm. using because it's the best mattress I've ever slept on. Mm -hmm. The mattress is so good that when we got it, my cat Winston became obsessed with it. And now he's on it all the time. And I'm like, you have to move because I need to sleep on the bed. It's my bed. It's not your bed. Wow. He's obsessed with it. It's irritating, actually. He likes the Helix so much. So rude. Everybody is unique, and I mean everybody, two words, because everyone sleeps differently. Their bodies are different, and that's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific seat positions and feel preferences. I'm a side sleeper slash stomach sleeper. Some people are back sleepers. Some people are exclusively side sleepers. There's a Helix mattress for all of you. Not only is the Helix the best mattress I've ever slept on, it, the setup was fast and easy. Their mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door. You just open it up and it like kind of like blows back up at a, after it comes out of the plastic and you put it on your bed and it's amazing. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model. And if you don't want to take our word for it, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners go to helixsleep.com slash who that's helixsleep.com slash who this is their best offer yet and it won't last long with helix better sleep starts now i was in florida this past weekend and guess what was the talk of the town your mom's aura frame the aura frame the aura frame kept it was scrolling through every photo i was like oh oh there's that oh there's that oh i'm like where'd they get that photo there's always a photo where i'm like where'd they get that photo How'd they get that photo? I don't know where my mom gets the gifts that she sends me. Like when she <laughs> sends me a text gift, I'm like, where did you find that? And sometimes I look at her aura frame and I'm like, where did you download this? No, I'm like, where did you get this photo from? Whose Instagram did you steal this photo off of? You know? They love to steal from and they love to just screenshot and not yeah. crops. It'll just oh. be like a cropped iPhone It'll just photo be a full that's Instagram. on the aura frame. Exactly, with it. comments and everything. It'll just be on, <laughs> it'll be zoomed in sometimes, so it's extra blurry. But you know what? That's how easy it is to get the photos on the aura frame because my parents can figure out how to do it. Do they do yes. it well? No, but do they do it? Yes. And the other thing that's great about aura frames, when you give them to your mom, your mother, a mother in your life, a mother mm-hmm. figure, it's a great Mother's Day gift, whoever the mother in your life is. You can connect it to your oh, yeah. aura app. And, and you, you can, can just photos. send them photos. You right. can, if they approve it, you can just put photos and kind of troll them and have fun and put random photos. I do it to Lindsay sometimes. Yeah, he does. Um, you can do it to your mom. My mom gave me access because she likes putting. You got to be careful. Photos you got to be a little careful with that, but you, you, should, you could do it, but you should do it. You be a little bit careful. But you Aura Frames are Wi-Fi connected and they come with unlimited storage because it's all in the cloud. So you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to mom's frame. Not only will she be grateful, it's not another sweater. She'll love that an Aura Frame means she gets to see more of you. So right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code WHO at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. So I know we were just talking about something very interesting and very intriguing and easy to gab about. Let's move on to something that's the opposite of that. Oh, Kristen Cavallari. I don't get <laughs> Kristen this Cavallari all. denied. We talked about this last year. There was a stupid rumor that Kristen Cavallari was dating those Southern Charm guys, oh Austin God. and Craig. Hate okay? it. Yeah. This was, I believe, last year's rumor. Right, because and now didn't she's the Southern Charm girl was the one who was messaging yes, with A Rod? The one who was with like A Rod. Yeah, she. This is one of her ex boyfriends or current boyfriend. Yeah, it's like all twisted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now, and so she so said, she's saying I'm not in a love triangle with them. 
She goes, I haven't been involved in a love triangle since I was in high school. That's which funny. is just like... That's funny. That is funny. Okay, I get that. That's funny. But also, Kristen, this is so old. Like, why even comment at this point if it's been this long? I feel like it's old. And like, it, remember when Jay Cutler was like maybe dating Tommy Loren? Like, this is like... the This couple is so like dark. I don't even want to deal with them anymore. This is so not interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there was all this like Charleston these Charleston visits involved and it was like, I can't read about this anymore. Okay. Speaking of romances that don't exist anymore, Jason Sudeikis and Keely Hazel, Keely Hazel, the friend slash inspiration for Keely. Well, it's funny because Ted Lasso is back season two and you, I didn't even last season, the name Keely meant nothing to me, but now it's hilarious that this character is named Keely to me because he's like Mm -hmm. dating this woman named Keely who is vaguely on the show. But not anymore because they're, quote, no longer romantic. (laughs) Well, that's the reason to talk about this. The language that's used in E! News. So this is a source that went to E! News. And they say they are, quote, no longer romantic after enjoying a brief relationship. And then the source tells them this, quote, Jason and Keely were never in a serious relationship. It was definitely never a serious thing. They were just longtime friends who have been close for years. Okay. It's like, what? That's like not true, but okay. Then then why would you say, like, then why do we care that it's no longer romantic if it was never serious? Like, it seems like this this source is trying to talk out of both sides of their mouth at the same time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. why do I care about the first thing if the second thing is true? Right. Also, they were romantic. That was like They were romantic. Right. That was the point. So they're not together anymore. That's fine. I don't care. I don't care. Well, there was another breakup. Oh, my God. You mean? Nina Dobrev broke up with her bags. Oh, she my lost God. Them. She her, lost her, her She and her luggage broke up. They split? Mm-hmm. I know. Who can we blame? Air France. Air France. Villain. Like a Tarakel Musa level villain, Air France. At Air France. Thanks for losing our bags, being <laughs> rude when we went to the help desk, and not answering the call center phone. It's really made Julianne Huff's birthday memorable, not in a good way. Okay, babe, we get it. And also, you're dropping Julianne Huff's birthday in the tweet? ay 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 Angry face at Air France FR at Air France US. She added every single possible Air France. I do appreciate uh, that she added Air France in the front because it's like, it's just between me and Air France. If you see this, that's on you. But this is between me and Air France. (laughs) Meanwhile, these two are coming back from like, they're like gorgeous can adjacent, like south of France vacation, you know? When she DMs them because they are like, okay, we're going to reach out. Like, oh, bonjour. We're going to reach out to you. They reach out to her in like the very typical like, I don't know, customer service way, which is like, how can I help you? Let's try to fix your problem. And Nina Dobrev is like, I need to not talk to a bot. Like, you you need to get me in touch with the real human. And then whenever she doesn't get what she wants, she screen grabs the DMs and then posts them and says, this isn't going to cut it. You have to do better than this at Air France FR, Air France at Air France US. It's like, Nina, there are better ways to do this. You don't have to do this publicly. To get the celebrity, like, attention, the blue check mark will cut it. Like, you could just send the DM and not, like, oh, make so a fuss about it publicly. Like, it makes you look you crazy. Don't you have, like, a travel agent or something? Like, that's what they do. They're good at this, you know? I was looking at her feed because of this, and I hadn't been on it since, like, reading about this all over the internet. Like, Air France and Nina Dobrev are feuding. 
And so I went to her Twitter account and yeah. I was like, does she even tweet much? No, she doesn't. She doesn't tweet much at all. In fact, the last time Respect. she tweeted since the election, since the election in November 2020, was in July, yeah. early July, she tweeted at Outdoor Life, this is disgusting and you should be ashamed for publishing this article. Avery Fuller, you're a murderer, not a hero. 1,000 pound tiger shark caught in Texas fishing tournament. So she clearly clicked like the share button and it left in the headline copy. <laughs> like, I love it. She's using Twitter the right way to complain and to be outraged. Yeah, it's very okay. What else boomer. is it for? I love it. Yeah, what else is it for? Um, are you a big sports fan? I am, yeah, yeah I am. Yes, Team no. player? Um, anyone? I, I have so much respect for any athlete because they go through so much and they work so hard. And I just, I mean, that's why I'm not an athlete because I have not done or put in the work and in, in the capacity and the stress and everything they have to do with their bodies and the pain. And it's just, it's, it's so uh, respectable and I love it. In another way that Twitter is used that is depressing, Flo Millie went on social media and then came to regret it as a lot of people do. She tweeted an innocuous thing. She performed at um, Rolling Lot Festival, which is a huge festival that's in Miami. And apparently the show was great. I was reading about like what the show was like. And it said, delivering the performance of a lifetime on the Audio Max stage was Flo Millie, a breakout star on the rap scene in 2021. The set behind her was tailored to her young adult audience with a pink Y2K theme collage bedecked with memes of Kourtney Kardashian, Kardashian and Tiffany Pollard alongside photos of the cast of the 2001 cult classic Mean Girls. So it's a very, very understandable aesthetic for like a Gen Zer young millennial in 2021. Sure. But after the show... She was hanging out with the other artists who performed there, including Travis Scott, including Travis Scott. And she posted up like a paparazzi photo of the two of them, like on the red carpet or something posing. I don't think it was and a paparazzi photo, but sure. A photo. Someone else's photo of them. A well-lit, nice photo of them. And she captioned it real life Barbie and Ken vibes. And people uh -oh. were so nasty to her. Kylie and they were fans. accusing her of like stealing Travis from Kylie. And so anyway, she had to like, go on Twitter and like go on Instagram and say, all I said was I look like Barbie and he looks like Ken, like silly face, leave me alone. Because people were going into her DMs. People were like sending her disgusting text messages. But I was like, this is so strange to me because I didn't think that like the Kylie fandom, which this is, this is Kylie fans. Insane. I didn't think that they were this organized still. They're like, like oh, you're they're... a home wrecker for posing in a photo with Travis. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, I don't what think I don't think this? she's the home wrecker. He's done a lot of work on his own to wreck that home. Like, come on, you know. Also, how have the Kylie fans not found something else to do at this point? I know. You know, there are plenty true. of other people to stand. Kylie doesn't do anything these days. Her impact is like yeah. nearly nil. It is weird to like go hard for Kylie Jenner at this point because it feels like such not. There's no. There's no story there. Right. You know. It's just surprising to me, like, of all fandoms, this is the one that, like, is, like, particularly nasty in no, July I don't think, 2021. I don't think of all fandoms. I think a lot of fandoms have aspects that are nasty and mm -hmm. people, certain people in it are nasty. It's not, this is not a standout fandom. It's just interesting that there is a proportion, there's a section of this fandom that is out here going after somebody for being in a photo with Travis Scott at this mm -hmm. point. You know? Mm hmm Yeah. Also, were Barbie Moving and Ken ever on. married? They were married, I guess. Do they even, like, are, you know what I mean? Like, were well, Barbie First of Ken all, they were plastic. Right, but it's like, were they even married, like... Like, in terms of Barbie canon? Yeah. 
Unfortunately, the folks at Insider.com have answered this question in this story from November 1st, 2018 by Ali Limbo. Barbie and Ken have been on and off since 1961. On and, and off. And Dash, here's a, here's a complete timeline of their iconic relationship. So we have her debut. Barbie entered the New York Toy Fair in 1959. Then she got her first job in 1960. Ken came into the scene in 1961. They went to the beach together and then they were together. They were together. They were together. Wedding. Uh, Ken failed to get Barbie to commit. Um, yes, and they Barbie. also broke up on Valentine's Day in 2004. I remember that being a thing. And it looks like they never actually got married, but they are together. So, yeah, they're just on again, off again. Okay. There was never a marriage. Sounds a lot like okay. Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott to me. <laughs> How could a broke boy ever play me? You ain't made shit. God made me. I'm a Bugatti and she a Mercedes. Money so long it go back to the 80s. I'm at the top because you bitches is lazy. Beef with a hoe I ain't making them famous. I ain't see you on none of these playlists. You can see I don't care and you hate it. He say he real, but I know he fake it. Pull out the steel, my shooters is aiming. Up in the hills, community gated. Throwing that ice here right on me naked. This pussy a million, he want to taste it. Come with a billy, I'm going to let you take it. Make love on the chat. Fuck on the chat. We making movies when we having sex. Moving on, there was this, which I feel like is probably going to get cut from the podcast, but the Christine Quinn, the Christine Quinn on Instagram, who remains one of the greatest people to follow on Instagram because it's just like she is truly in a bubble, never leaves the bubble. It it Speaking looks of like you're selling in, you're sunset, needing to come back reality. on air. To be fair, this <laughs> right. girl has, this woman has really done a good job filling the space between seasons whatever and seasons whatever of Selling Sunset. I keep saying season one and season two, but it's not. It's been on for more than one season. But I feel like the yeah. last season was the most popular season by far. Mm-hmm. No one gave a shit about this show when it was on its first season. Let's be real. Oh. Anyway. The best part of the first season was when What's-Her-Name goes, The Silent of the Lamb. <laughs> the Silent of the Lamb. Uh-huh. <laughs> you what? The Silent of the Lamb. <laughs> queen she is the queen of this extended break because she's had to remain relevant in between the last very popular season and the season that is tbd she had a baby she got married she posts the most wild photos it's so funny to me she'll do this thing where you know celebrities get in trouble for posting their own paparazzi photos yeah so you'll see paparazzi photos of her and then i think she purchases them and puts them on her instagram because they're like they're not just pop shots. She's like, she she organizes the shoot. So she'll say like, I'm going to be walking because it's a perfectly timed. Did you see the one where she was in that pink outfit with the pink ice cream cone? Like that was a photo Yeah, shoot. and it's like, there's the, 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 the caption about like sprinkles. It's like, don't, don't count someone else's sprinkles and not right. enjoy your own ice so cream either or something. It's like, okay. Photo shoots that she commissions and pays for that are that are supposed to look like paparazzi photos. Or what I do think is that they're paparazzi photos where she calls them and they come and then she buys the photos and puts them on Instagram. Or she doesn't buy them and she just has like a deal or something. We know oh, she I gets pr- away with it. It's hard to tell whether or not she just hires a photographer to make, like you said, fake paparazzi photos but i think if she worked with the paparazzi it's a deal it's not like she's like paying them it's like hey i'll be here i will give you some good quality photos but can i please have the rights to them because but I that's why i am that's why i'm confused as to what whether or not it's it, it there's a there's a thin line between this looks like a paparazzi photo and it is one or it's such photo shoot that's supposed to look like just like almost a paparazzi do you know what i mean her photos look like yeah. paparazzi they look like paparazzi even the ones where even the ones that are like private. Well, yeah, and and also, 
unless she sends them directly to websites, the websites get them off paparazzi sites. So they must be mm-hmm. paparazzi photos. Because people's like just Jared Jr. is getting them from like Getty. They're not getting them from Christine Quinn directly, I don't think. That's what mm-hmm. any anyways, because she knows it's much easier for it to get distributed that way instead of through her publicist or whatever. Yes. Okay. So okay. anyway, we have a Christine Quinn paparazzi like shot of her emerging from and then walking away from her car, which let's just pretend I mean it's like a, a yellow SUV that probably costs three hundred thousand dollars. Okay. What I'm not a car person, but it's an expensive car. And she's stepping out and her like ridiculous outfit with her ridiculous boots and her ridiculous hair and the Don't caption the boots is say rich as fuck rich af yeah. yes her boots say rich af and she's stepping out walking away from the driver's seat and the caption is these boots are made for uber <laughs> that is and I, this like sort of made us all both spiral okay, it's a few like, days ago so it's like if the what reference is these boots are made for walking it mm-hmm. is funny because you're right. Those boots are not made for walking. They are made for posing for photos, getting in and getting out of cars. Like those mm-hmm. boots are made for standing. Those boots are made for looking at. Those boots are the opposite of walking boots. Like I can't think of a more, a less walking boot than those boots. So it makes sense. But our friends, but at the same time, our friends, friends, our friend <laughs> Stephen pointed out that in the photos, she's getting out of the front seat of the car, which means how is it an Uber? Yes, you can sit in the front seat of a car in the Uber, but she's getting out of the driver's seat. Which is like, if they're not good shoots for, shoes for walking, they're probably not great for driving either because you have to have like these meticulous foot movements. So it's like, she shouldn't be driving in these boots. And then we countered Steven's uh, reaction with, well, that's what she's saying. She's saying, I shouldn't have driven. I should have taken an Uber. <laughs> maybe that's true. But then also somebody did point out, maybe she's the Uber driver. She could be the Uber driver. She's making a little money between seasons. Yeah. And she's saying these boots are made for, to put the brackets in, brackets, driving Uber. Who's to say? I just love examining this photo. Who's I love to examining say she's photo. not, you know, this photo could mean so many things. This caption could mean so many things. She does a lot of like old school like influencer engagement comments when she's like captions where she says, comment one goal you want to achieve in the next year and watch it manifest into your life. It's all about physically writing out your goals and declaring it to the universe. Do this and watch your goals become reality. Advanced tip. It takes 21 days to form a habit and 90 days to make a permanent lifestyle change. So commit to writing this goal down for at least 21 days on paper or in the notes in your phone to see drastic results. And so it's just like this, that sort of caption just feels a little beneath her. It's like, you're a reality star. You don't have to write captions like you are an influencer. But I think that's how she got her start. So it's not really going to go away. That's like how she uses like, Instagram. Where did she copy and paste that from? You know, like that's such a weird. Does she have like a book of quotes? You know, she got a quote book from Barnes and Noble. Well, she also has like one of her reels is like a daily affirmations thing that like someone clearly had to make for her. And it says yeah. screenshot this to your camera roll and repeat these affirmations 10 times a day. Watch the magic I mean, happen. it's MLM behavior. It's MLM energy. You know, <laughs> You're it's, right. it's boss, You're boss right. girl energy. It's very much like, ladies, you too can work from home. Uh, okay. <laughs> now we all can work from home. Or from so someone that, else's home. <laughs> I was going to say, that, that, uh, that doesn't really work anymore. Everyone's working from home. Speaking mm-hmm. of working from home, Beverly Mitchell's ni- Day in My Life is 99% Spawn. I shouldn't have done the speaking of either. Oh, damn it. Move it on. Beverly Mitchell's A Day in My Life. This is how you make money from home. You sell a story to Us Magazine. <laughs> and uh, Us Magazine. You sell a story to Us Weekly, and it's every single piece of it is sponsored. 
every single piece but the end which it's like well we have to close on like we can't put spawn as i'm going to sleep but every other timeline usually whenever we do these it's like oh let's find the spawn where in the day routine is the spawn going to pop out it's literally all of them 6 20 a.m i start my day with citrus burst from hydrolite 7 (laughs) a.m uh the candy cane christmas actress and her daughter kenzie (laughs) stretch it out on their movio fitco mats to get their bodies moving 9 a.m safe and fair's vanilla latte granola is the best 2 p.m inch bug has great labels i put them on my water bottle in my shoes or in my kids toys 5 p.m she snuggles up with her kids to like watch tv or something that's it. No That's spawn. It. No spawn. It's like, good for you, Beverly Mitchell. Like, she fulfilled all of her contractual obligations in this one Incredible. piece. Incredible. Like, she, she fulfilled, like, a quarter, like, a, a full, like, the the Q, Q2, Q3, what are we in? Q3? Q3 obligations in one post. I got to say, she Proud must have, Us Weekly must have owed her a favor because they she got away with murder on this one. If I was the editor <laughs> on this, I'd be like, all right, I know that we're shameless, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> This is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. But you know what? Whatever. She's just right at the right level for this to be acceptable. Like yeah. if she were any more famous or any less famous, I don't think this would have worked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're in Pennsylvania and we are headed for Pennhurst Insane Asylum, where I am going to be meeting Beverly Mitchell, the actress from Seventh Heaven. I hope to help her uncover what she experienced during the filming of her movie. I cannot believe I'm actually coming back to Penhurst and I vowed I would never come back. And here we are. I'm not gonna lie, this is kind of, I'm questioning why I'm doing this again. This is the administration building and um, this is the one where I had the most physical. Okay, let's see what's going on. Okay. Who's more boring, Henry Golding or Kate Middleton's brother? <laughs> Sorry. Henry Golding is so boring. I might say Henry Golding is more boring oh, because Kate Middleton's brother I know truly nothing about. Like, I just don't. I, James. I wouldn't call Kate Middleton's James. Kate Middleton's brother is almost like a nah, is so. No, he is. That is was so an exaggeration. Nothing. Obviously, Henry Golding is less boring, sl- but only by a slight amount because no matter how hot he is, he remains extremely boring. That, like, he's. Henry Golding starred in some G.I. Joe movie that Snake came out last week. What, Snake, Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes. Like, who cares? Everyone's talking about the beach. No one's talking about Snake Eyes. I just, you know? I like Henry. I want Henry Golding. He's so hot. I want him to be more interesting. <laughs> he's kind of boring. But he's not. He's boring. And the reason why we're comparing him to Kate Milton's brother is because he used to cut his hair. Yes, it is true. He was on Watch What Happens Live. And he did say the most interesting thing he said probably in a long time. Have you met Have you met anyone in the royal family, Henry? Um I don't know if I should say it, but Kate Middleton used to come to the the uh, the, the hairdressers that I used to work out before, <laughs> way before. Did you ever? Did you ever do I cut her hair? Her brother's hair, I think, a long time. You ago. cut her oh. brother's? Yeah, he's really really sweet family, very sweet family. So wow, yeah. that's my brush with with the, the royals. With the royals, yeah. wow. <laughs> brush with the royals, but he like his hair. here we have. Oh, I'm ready. I'm like bored. Back. I'm back bored again. That was so but brief. But we have Henry Golding on. Even he has this like kind of funny anecdote and it's delivered in a boring way. Yeah. On a place that shouldn't be boring, which is Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen. There's something very 
aristocratic about him, like too formal about Henry Golding. Yeah, it's very like it's true. Like Tom Hiddleston sort of, you know? Like it's almost like he can't relax. And not That's to the like, vibe I you get, know, where it's we're, like, this is a real praise on Andy Cohen, but if Andy Cohen can't ask questions that make you interesting or funny or like animated, then I don't know what you don't have you're out of luck because I'm because he really does a good job bringing he tries something you know he tries with yeah. the, with some of the most boring people he'll try with questions that maybe they're a little bit like cheeky but they get this they get lightness they give they try he tries to give them something you know even if he's yeah. trying to get the goss and we were talking about this last night but henry golding ah, we're talking about him here i'm gonna call him a who i still feel really? like i still feel like he's He's waiting for his his them dumb. Maybe I've called. Maybe he's gone back down because I feel like we called him at them at some point. But now it's just like, what's going on with this guy? Snake Eyes was like he's a better seems agent like such a big movie, but it literally did flop behind old, which was Garbaggio. Everybody well, wants think to of see even Crazy Rich Asians. Like last Christmas, I think old. was one of those movies that like two people who maybe were arguable thems for a moment and have maybe slid down what's her name um Amelia Clark which is like what's going on with her yeah, another person who's fair. not compelling at all I like I actually think that's a perfect match for the two of them because it's like these two people who should be more than what they are back to Hootem sorry you're back to yikes Hootem. he slid so we haven't heard from Kathy McPhee since she was outed as a Trump donor allegedly like a year ago <laughs> you can't okay you can't she was allegedly she was outed as a Trump voter. You have to say she was Trump seemingly voter. outed. She was seemingly outed as a Trump voter. She was seemingly outed as a Trump voter. You can't voter say she was donor. outed as a Trump voter allegedly. We allegedly. haven't. She has been laying low since all of that went down. But she has emerged. Well, she had a from baby the too. She had a baby. She yeah. had a baby. But that I mean, Christine Quinn had a baby and was like back on the streets of LA. Well, in like I understand. 30, you're right. Hours, she, you're, okay? That's so true. She was like in sex, <laughs> six inch pumps, like holding a child. <laughs> it's true. Like in a minute. Right. Yeah. Like Christine Quinn was out in her boots and said like postpartum AF. Right. Like, you know, like she's ready to go. <laughs> Catherine McPhee <laughs> is on the beach. She's reemerging. It's very, allow my, allow, allow me to reintroduce myself. And how did she reintroduce herself? Picking up trash. By cleaning up the Malibu beach on with Adrian Grenier. Who I thought lived in Austin. I thought it's he like, moved to Austin. You're back. Bitch, you you gave up on the coasts. You were you were like Christine on the coast, not for me. I'm Adrian in Austin, and now you're on the coast. Yeah, didn't again? you move to a farm? What happened to your lifestyle? Yeah, you like you moved to. I was uh, gonna say a landlocked state, but it's not. You moved away from the ocean, babe. You can't come back. And also, Adrian, did you take a plane to go from Malibu to Austin Ooh, and back? Wow. And what's the carbon footprint of this? Beach cleanup, my man. Because it kind of seems like you are a hypocrite. Anyway. Sorry, I just got an image of Christine Quinn trying to clean up the beach in the the rich as fuck boots. (laughs) And they keep, the heels keep sinking into the sand. Lindsay, (laughs) are you kidding me? Christine Quinn is one of those people. I think like she is an expert at walking in uncomfortable shoes. You know, she can do a spacewalk in those shoes. She can do a tightrope in those shoes. sinking into the sand and she just yells, these boots were made for Uber. And then she's like, oh, that's genius. And then she gets into an Uber (laughs) and goes home. And they're like, Christine, you forgot your trash. All these photos of Catherine McPhee posing with trash are so 
funny. She's sifting trash through a colander on the beach, which is like, are you panning for gold? What is the situation here? I mean, I love a beach cleanup moment, but this was a full-on photo shoot. Let's be real. It starred Adrian Grenier, if Catherine Amanda McPhee, Stanton is there, and Amanda Stanton <laughs> from The Bachelor. Right. Like, it is, you know, and it was sponsored by Shiseido, Shiseido fashion, fashion brand. That's nice. That's nice. That's nice. She had her top tied off to show off a hint of toned tummy and paired it with the white linen skirt that was sure to keep her cool. Ugh, go home. Loki. Nothing about this is low key. Don't call this low key. It's literally the most high key. key It's extremely high key. It's true that it's high key. Do you want to just go to Rita? Let's go to Rita. What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the Who Queen. Tens of people want to know all about the number one Who. Lindsay Bobby, tell us now. What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? Listen to this. So this was this morning. I saw the story. It's actually a couple of days old because... Nick Grimshaw, Grimmy, was on a website. I mean, was on a website. Was on a podcast called Life's a Beach. Well, he's leaving. His he's leaving Radio One after like many, 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 many years. So they're really dragging mm-hmm. out his goodbye process. I think as like a tribute. And so he's doing all these interviews and this and that. Where he like reminisces right. and stuff. And so in this episode, he was talking about like going on holiday with some pop girlies, including Rita Ora. Who and he's he like said close this, which was, friends with. He's friends point. with, yeah. right. And he said this. I'll just play the clip. It's right here. Well, they're, like, they're not. Well, I'll just tell you what it is. But when I finished X Factor in 2015, finished just before Christmas, so a gang of us went on holiday and Rita Ora was on X Factor. So she came on holiday with us as well. But she's like... She doesn't know how to do anything. Do you know what I mean? I don't, because she's a pop star. Yeah. She, she everything has to be done. Yeah. Because she, you know, she's busy and she's doing yes. things like. And this is not just her. This is all pop stars. Yeah. They yeah. don't like. They don't know how to put a kettle on. They don't know how to put the kettle on. <laughs> they don't be like, should we book dinner? Oh, they like no. have to text someone to yeah. be like, oh, yeah. I want to go for my lunch later. And then someone yeah. will call someone. And then so, yeah. so there's a lot of that. Well, the headline that this got was Rita Ora helpless in the home. Oh my God. She can't do they, anything. They pull out the quote, Rita Ora doesn't know, quote, how to do anything, her friend Nick Grimshaw has claimed. And like, he's being, vi- he's doing this Like he's being as cheeky, but if the girl doesn't know how to put a kettle on, yikes. You know, that's like, that's you learn that when you're born in England, how to put a kettle on. I just love like the reminder that people who are that famous are on the other, le- on another level to the extent where it's like, like he says, like. It's not like they're incapable. It's just they're so used to this kind of service and laziness that they can just be like, oh, Rita's hungry. She texts her assistant think, or whatever. And it's like, I think Rita dinner? might be incapable. <laughs> also, imagine know how to put the being on. on vacation with more than one of these women and they can't do anything. And you're just in the house and you're in the house being like making drinks and making the cheese plate and doing the dishes and planning dinner because they all can't do it. All their assistants are not there. Who wants to come up? Who wants to come up to the grocery run? We can go together. No one. And then you go alone. Oh my god! And you come up with all the groceries. Oh Jesus! <gasps> you put it all away. 
you make the burgers. This is what why, help me this is why Grimmy is quitting. I'm the grill master. Anyone else want to go to the grill? Anyone else? No. Hey, Rita, will you set the table? She's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Misery. Sorry. I can, I can imagine. We've seen Rita Ora do just about anything. One thing I cannot imagine Rita doing is setting, setting the table. The table. Can you imagine like, her? I can picture her put on the kettle. Can you imagine her flashing her legs and posing with a union jack as she boards a private jet and glam Instagram post? I can't imagine her doing well, that. Well, that's because it happened. Oh, my imagination was spot on, too. There she is, doing it exactly the way I imagined her. <laughs> Posing with the Union Jack as she boards private jet in glam Instagram posts. That's it. We're done. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who Weekly. Call in at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns for our Friday call-in show. Who's there? Support us on patreon.com slash Weekly for twice-weekly bonus episodes. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Um, we love your ratings. And uh, thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for providing the Rita theme song. We'll see you on Friday. Bye. Bye. You will join us. to be famous.